hello and good afternoon to you lovely listeners. I am Sarah Montgomery and I'm here to start the first episode of On My Last Leg. I I wanted to begin with a thank you to everyone who's been following my journey and supporting me. And for those who have just been introduced, I am saying welcome and I hope you enjoy what you're going to hear. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get this started. So my story pretty much is how I lost my leg five years ago to osteosarcoma. Uh, it is a bone cancer that was also the same cancer that a famous Canadian, Terry Fox, he also fought it many years ago in the 80s. And he, many years ago, sorry to make you guys feel like fossils. Um, so yeah. He is the guy who ran across Canada to raise awareness for cancer and he unfortunately only made it to Thunder Bay, Ontario, but he, it was like a worldwide, almost worldwide kind of thing. Everybody knew who he was in Canada and he was just a hero to so many people, but eerily enough it was the same leg same amputation height so it was the right leg right above the knee and we were the same age 18 years old oh i'm gonna hiccup nope okay i just graduated high school in 2014 in june and before that i had turned 18 years old in may so i had a normal summer after graduation and i started a job at Starbucks as a barista and then I also started working a second job as a server at kind of like a scandalous restaurant called the Tilted Kilt and they required the job to or the job required me having to wear high heels and heels on me are kind of questionable because I am about six foot tall without heels my dad was like six foot seven So I have giant jeans and um, yeah, I don't really need high heels. Otherwise I kind of feel like, whoa. And yeah, but now I feel like a tall goddess anywhere. So that's whatever, that's besides the point. But I never really wore heels at that age because I don't know, unless I was modeling or I wanted to be extra, but never like on a regular basis because I was just so tall, I didn't need it. So I did start the job and it was kind of hard because you would have to carry ice buckets to and from the bar and these weren't just like little buckets, these were like Home Depot size buckets full of ice and you had to like wear little high heels and it just, just was so many whys and why can't we just like quickly slip on some slippers or something but yeah that's not professional and I don't know, I just feel like girls already have to do so much, why do we have to just, why do we have to stand on pegs to serve, that's just, I don't know, just my opinion, anyway, so I thought that I had actually a workplace injury from carrying ice buckets on high heels and I thought like maybe my ankle was just not having it because I started having all this pain in my right leg and this was around September, end of August and it just, it didn't feel right. 
it didn't feel like it was gonna go away and I started to develop a limp at the serving job because I just couldn't wear the high heels anymore my leg almost felt like it was throbbing every night and I'd have to drive home with my left foot it just it didn't feel good it didn't feel right at all and before that like I was a really healthy person I did lots of running I was in a few marathons I did cheerleading and dancing and I was really really active I was never really like a lazy kid I was always doing something I was always running somewhere like I actually need a little I needed a leash when I was a little kid I was a leash kid so yeah I just was everywhere all at once you could never get me to stop like even my friends I know this is kind of like shitty for somebody to hear or whatever but this is my kind of humor my friends are like yes I'm kind of glad that you lost your leg because now we don't have to catch you when you're streaking anymore and you know what that's true because I would go for miles and they just knew like Sarah's not coming back we gotta go get her that just (laughs) just was the old days but now no I um so yeah I was pretty active (laughs) And I was kind of crazy. And um, I thought, this isn't right. Like, I'm supposed to be healthy. I'm supposed to be able to, like, walk and, like, do work. I'm supposed to be able to be an active, like, human in society. And so I, I filed the thing. At the, the thing. I filed a WCB um, injury form because I really thought it was a workplace injury. And they decided to send me to physio and maybe get whatever it was sorted out. And they did a few x-rays as well, but nothing showed anything suspicious or wrong or different or abnormal. And it just, I don't know, it just was really, really, really weird. Because it was like a hot, stabbing pain. And it was really, really hard to deal with. And even like my boyfriend at the time... We would just be laying in bed and we'd just be like staring at our phones or watching TV. And he would lightly nudge his leg against mine and I would start almost screaming and like, ah, like it hurts so much. And he would just be like, whoa, 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 what did I do? Like, what's wrong? And that's how much my leg hurt. Like just a slight little like tap. Just wasn't, it wasn't normal. So I did physio. And you know when you go to physio and they do the electric shock therapy and they do the heating it up and then they do a nice massage and it, um, yeah, I don't know, it just got worse and worse. A ball started to form on my right leg, on my knee, and it felt so weird because I couldn't even walk at that point. I couldn't even walk without tears forming in my eyes and I felt so ashamed because, like, I felt like almost I was faking it, but I knew I wasn't faking it. Just felt like my family and friends were like, what's going on with her? Like, what's really happening? And it felt like nobody believed me. Like, even the doctors, they just kind of were like, well, maybe you're not stretching it enough. Maybe you're not doing the exercises right. And I'm like, but I've been fit my whole life. Like, I wouldn't, I know how to exercise. What's going on? And they finally did an MRI because the WCB doctor suggested it because they still couldn't find anything wrong and therefore they didn't want to pay for any more physio if nothing was getting done. 
and the MRI was a really, really long, long procedure. It was probably about two and a half, three hours. And um, yeah, it, it was a really long time. I remember my mom was like, I waited so long. I even ordered a burger. What happened? Where were you? And I had a call the next week and my doctor pretty much told me to come in immediately and she said well you have a tumor and I just kind of lost it I started crying then and there and I was like oh my god what do we do and she said well there has to be a biopsy we have to see if it's malignant or benign malignant I think I said that right let's hope I said that right yeah so I had the biopsy done probably about a week after that and that is like where they take a snippet of your skin or like inside the bone and they oh disgusting disgusting wasn't very nice um yeah oof sorry guys this is my first podcast I'm just like still not used to the whole live action Whew. And for those of you still listening, thank you. Oh my gosh, I appreciate it. Shout out. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was about March at this time. So I started the physio in October and it was March at that point. And like it had just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And then they finally did the biopsy. And I got the results back and I was sitting in this like kind of clear room it had like patio doors it was a really weird looking room and there's tissues in there and I'm like "Uh uh-oh uh-oh I just knew it I knew something wasn't right and I was sat down by the surgeon and he said you have less than a week to cut off your leg or just a week to cut off your leg or you're most likely gonna die of cancer and it's stage four, it's aggressive, it has taken your whole right leg. Like, I know there's a few people who have lost a leg and they've had a rotation plasty, which is where you've had, you use the bottom of the leg and you turn it around so your knee is now your heel, I think, or no, your heel is now your knee, if that makes sense. But it's really cool surgery, I think it's awesome. But my leg was unsalvageable, unfortunately. So I didn't really have a choice. A lot of people are like, I couldn't make that choice. But it's like when you're faced with like, oh, yeah, you're going to die. Like they're kind of looking at you like, come on, sis, you're really going to die. Or like, can we like, should we get it ready? Should we like just put you down now? Like old freaking yeller, take you out back. But I don't know. It's really hard when you're in that position because you don't want to be sad because you don't want to feel like the cancer is one, but also you don't want to be... (laughs) It's not that you don't want to be. It's hard to be enthusiastic about a surgery like that. Like, I don't know anyone I've met who's an amputee who's like, oh yeah, I was so excited, so excited. And yeah, it just happens. And it's so weird. It happens to so many people so many times in so many different places. Like, it's just, 
oh, and I mean cancer and amputation. There's a lot of ways to get an amputation and there are a lot of cancers and I just say like, wow, they all suck. I hate cancer, I hate it so much. Ugh, it's disgusting. Like that is probably what those Irish little girls should have flushed down the toilet. Ugh, I just hate it, I hate it so much. So, where were we? Where were we? Yes, the amputation. So I did have my leg amputated in March of 2015. And that was probably, I thought that was the end of my life. Like I thought my life done, no more. I will never be the same Sarah I was last year. And when I started chemotherapy the next month in May, well, I had to wait a month for the amputation to like heal. You can't start chemotherapy. Otherwise, I would have probably had an infection and all the. It was just so much at once. I'm not going to really go into the chemo bit because I kind of want to do like a more funnier version of that because it is so... It was awful. I'm not going to fucking glorify what I went through and what others have been through because it's not fun. It's horrible and respect for anyone who's going through it or has been through it because you are a fucking survivor and whoop, I'm tearing up. Okay, I'm just gonna breathe it out. And radiation, surgery, you guys are all fucking fucking warriors, survivors, you just, you name it. So chemotherapy was a long battle in itself. It was terrible, and it was nine months long for me with three different types of treatment. I, um, it just, it was not good. I was mostly hospitalized. I was isolated for about a month. So this pandemic, it's not my first rodeo, y'all. I've been on a horse. I've been on a cow. I've been on a bull. I've been isolated. Like, mm -mm, no 23-19 for me. I know, I know what it's like. So yeah, that was probably my worst year ever. And it's, ugh, it just makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about that time. So that's why I kind of want to turn it more into a funnier bit and nothing like the experience I experienced because I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. And I don't want to make other people hear that experience anymore because it's just, It's sad. You don't want to hear that. There's enough sadness in the world. We don't need that, right? (sighs) Okay. So I had an amazing cancer-free 2016 because I finished my chemo in December of 2015. It's like a really, really beautiful Christmas present. And I feasted turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy. Like that was my, mm, that was my jam. Mm, mm, Mm-mm-mm. And yeah, it was a really good 2016. And it was clear I was in remission. But for another regular routine three month CT scan, they found another, well, not another, they found a node in my lower left lung. Lower left lung. Lower left lung. <laughs> and they gave me the option to do chemotherapy again, but. Kind of like with the leg, 
they couldn't really blast chemo at it because that's not going to save my leg. That's not going to make it go away. But chemo kind of like delays the growth. But that's not a guarantee. And I think that's like, it's a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp when they ask me about my cancer because a lot of people just think, oh, well, she's okay. It's like, no, I've, I've had cancer for five years straight now, pretty much. And it's... It's not a battle that has ended for me. It's not a battle that gives me any time off. And it really sucks having to live with it every day. But I know that, like, I hate saying this, but it could be worse. Because it really could be. And I'm just thankful for what I do have and the support that I do have. Because I know it, like, oof. Yeah. I'm just glad. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm alive. And I'm glad I have good support because I don't know where I would be. And yeah. Oh my God. I'm getting all sad. Uh, okay. Um, so I had the option for chemotherapy, but they opted for surgery. They preferred that option more. And so I went with what they're going to say because they've kept me alive. And yeah. And... So I went in for a consultation for my first surgery and I had my first lung surgery in February of 2017 and it was a lobectomy of the lower lung lobe and they removed a large amount of lung tissue. It was a lot. I didn't really, I forgot about this. I honestly don't really remember a lot of my treatments because I try to push it out of my mind and I don't think anyone can blame me because the fuck way too much so it was really intense and I was really frustrated but I was also happy it was a double-edged sword almost because I was happy the cancer was out but I was frustrated because if I did chemo then oh like why why did it come back I was so angry and I didn't understand but now that it's been this way for about like this long I kind of have I see the pattern in the growth and um I see how, I don't know, I see how my body reacts to the growth because there's times where I'll be really, really tired and I know that like my body isn't right. And then there's times where I'm really, really active and I'm happy and I'm glad to do things and I know that I'm healthy. But it's just, it's also a mental thing when you're told you have cancer. You don't, of course, you don't want to go and get up and go and do things and go jump up in the air for joy. It's bullshit. That's only like a freaking Dove commercial. Hell no. Or like a tampon commercial. Or one of those freaking crazy infomercials for a new drug. It's just way too much. (sighs) So yeah. I was glad that they removed it. But I was... Of course it tested tested positive for osteosarcoma. Because you can't really tell what it is unless you can take a biopsy of it. And of course, you can't do like a crazy biopsy from the outside of the lung. So I was cancer free for a few more months until December of 2017. They found more cancer from a routine scan. And again, surgery was the best option. It was in my right lower lung lobe this time. And it was a little bit smaller of a surgery, a little bit more of a smaller section that they removed. And that was in April of 2018. 
So as you can see, there's kind of a pattern in like the fall, winter, they find it. And then in the early or late winter, early spring, they remove it. Because um, with the leg tumor and then with the first lung and then the second lung, like I, I kind of have seen a pattern. Um, when they found another nodule in my right lung, or not my, yeah, my right lower lobe in May of 2019, they told me that surgery might not be an option. And they were also very concerned because cherry picking these tumors, that's what they called it, um, it's going to have a negative effect on my respiratory system eventually, and I might have to rely on a tank or other options to really function as a human and they didn't want me to do that because I've already had to do so much for this cancer so I kind of spent a few months considering what waiting and maybe turning palliative would look like and I was worried and that was frightening and I kind of booked a whole bunch of trips because I was like what the fuck am I gonna die is this the end of my journey I didn't know and that's the worst thing because of course we don't know what's going to happen in our lives. None of us can predict the future. But with cancer, let's say that life is like a roller coaster. And let's say the average person, they're healthy, they're good. They work a stable job. They come home and they have a stable house. They have a stable kind of relationships with people. And none of us are perfect, obviously. But... For me, it's been drastic drops. And of course, nobody knows the future, but it feels like you're sitting and you're sitting and you're just kind of like almost getting to the top, getting to the top, getting to the top, you're trailing. But for me, it's like that coaster at Disneyland, those like blast coasters, and I'm shooting to the top and then I'm shooting all the way freaking down. And then it's just like, I don't get a break to like sit and just... I don't know, it's really hard to plan. Stupid freaking cancer, I hate it so much. So, I really, really thought that was the end until August when I had another scan as routine. They also wanted to see how it was growing and if anything else had grown. Uh, oh, excuse me. And um, then they decided to schedule another lung surgery for November of 2019, and again, it was successful. It was more osteosarcoma. It was a smaller section. It wasn't a lobectomy like the right, the left lung. So at that point, it's been three surgeries in my lungs. So one on the left, two on the right. Um, things were going good again until February when they found another node and another node <laughs> and, um they said like they didn't know what to do they wanted to do chemo again and like again it was another hard decision like should we do another lung surgery to this girl like what are we gonna do and it was about nine millimeters at that time and now after a scan in july recently it's now 19 millimeters so there's a schedule, well, surgery scheduled for the 15th of this month and they're going to be in my right lung again and they might have to break a rib, which is the scariest part and I probably keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it, but like, 
I, uh, thus far I have not broken a bone in my life and I'm just kind of, I don't want that. No, no, no. Like I know that they had to break off the bone for my leg. Like, ooh, that's disgusting. Disgusting. Oh, it's like I'm fascinated, but also so creeped out but also kind of into it, but also not. It's, oh, it's a mixed feeling. It's a mixed feeling, Lassie. Oh, Lord. So, I um, I plan to include the podcast somehow and maybe do like an interview while I'm out of it because it'll be the fourth surgery now and I'm just kind of over it. I'm really over it. I even asked them if they could like yeet some moles off me while I'm asleep like hey could you just maybe get that one and this one and maybe this one get that skin tag and they said no but I'm still gonna circle them with permanent marker and be like put a little like smile and like hey hey maybe say something while they're knocking me out I think that's my favorite part of surgery is when they're knocking you out because it's just like damn this is gonna be a good sleep and then you wake up and they're all just like, okay, blood pressure, your temperature, oh my gosh, wake up, you need to make sure you're alive. And it's just like, damn, let me sleep. Please let me sleep. But I don't know, when they get freaking marble mouth today, whoa. Give me a second here. So yeah, when they cut up your titties, they give you hella good drugs. And that is my history with cancer so far. It has been a son of a bitch. And I, uh, like I said, I don't recommend. Do not recommend it. I, uh, I'm sorry I had to start this podcast with a little bit of a boring story. And may have not been the most interesting or craziest way to start a new kind of new podcast but I need you guys to have context for the next few episodes and just to kind of know just have a little bit of grasp on where I am in life so you're not like what the hell where did she go why is she all of a sudden having surgery and yeah just wanted to let y'all know that this is me and there'll be more to come there'll be way more funnier things because i do like to make people laugh and that's my main goal on this podcast whoa i went all swedish but uh next episode i will be having my guest i will be having my guest it's not your guest it's my guest she is my sister she is mo montgomery she is the owner and founder of mo meanings She is a wellness instructor and medium, and she also has classes to learn about mediumship and finding your true path. She is pretty insightful, and she was also very accurate. I will link her website to this podcast if you want to check her out, which I do recommend. If not, if that's not your thing, then all good. Don't worry about it. But yeah, together we are pretty funny, and I think you guys will enjoy our stories about how we've dealt with cancer as girls from Alberta who are kind of a little bit crazy. I hate that word, crazy. I don't know, we're just kind of, you wouldn't want to bring us home 
to your mama. Let's just say that. Well, I don't know. You probably, like, we're really nice. Me and my sister wouldn't go, like, to your house and, like, piss all over your toilet seat. But, like, we would probably eat a lot of cheese. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted to thank you guys. And if you've made it this far, I do appreciate you. I hope you subscribe or follow this podcast. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on Monday, September the 7th at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, same as this one. And yeah, next time I believe it will be video recorded too because me and my sister Mo, we sound very alike. And also, I kind of wanted to include my YouTube channel because I'm very lacking on that. And if you want to go check out my YouTube, I will also link that below. So, I hope you enjoyed On My Last Leg. And this was the introduction. Fuck cancer. And have a happy Friday. Thank you again for listening. Bye-bye.